Dude, you gonna go down to the mosh pit? <laughs> to the mosh pit? <laughs> I don't know, man. You think we can make it down to the mosh pit? <laughs> I don't know. I'm afraid. The one thing I want to do. You packed up your mom's Chevy Corsica. You grabbed everything you could find and you headed east. And next thing you know, it was 25 years later, so you decided to go back in time to Saugerties, New York, where the greatest weekend ever took place. You had some buddies and you had some strangers and you had a tarp. And you saw all the greatest bands of the day and then you went to sleep and woke up and realized you were in the sausage hut. All right. Happy 25th birthday, birthday Woodstock 94. Happy 50th birthday, Woodstock 69. And we're going to take 69. you through 69, dude. And happy no birthday to Woodstock 50. I think that fell through, but dude, we were at Woodstock 94, and our Woodstock was better than your Woodstock. So. We're bringing in a special guest today, making his Sausage Hut debut, long-time friend, first-time podcaster, Champ's in the house. How you doing, Champ? Podcast virgin. No more. No more. All right. Saugerties, that's where we were. Yeah. Not Bethel. Uh, right. Or Woodstock. Yeah, I don't even know where Woodstock... Woodstock wasn't even involved, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for making your way to the Sausage Hut. Usually we knock people out, throw a bag over their head, and wake them up in a cold tub, and they don't know how they got there, but we went ahead and gave you the directions since we've known each other for a long time. So welcome to the 20... I came here voluntarily. (laughs) Welcome to the 25th anniversary of Woodstock 94. So we are going to recount our epic journey to woodstock 94 champ how you doing man thanks welcome so is it odd that you know the distance in time from 94 to now was the same from 69 to 94 that's a little freaky it is it is it almost seemed like and i remember like it almost seemed like every five years you know it was like oh dude it's been five years oh dude it's been 10 years oh now it's been 25 (laughs) Makes you feel nothing but old. Yeah. You're only as old as blah, 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 right? Right. So there we were 25 years ago. Seems like yesterday. So somewhere that summer, sometime that summer, they announced the show. Okay. It was that soon? I mean, it wasn't that. I don't know how far in advance. I mean, I'm presuming, you know, sometime after school got out. Go you know, ahead. we bought the tickets at some point in the summer. I don't think we bought tickets. There wasn't any online. Yeah. You had to yeah. go somewhere and get them. Yeah, yeah. There and wasn't the, electronic. There wasn't electronic anything. Right. There so wasn't I, the internet. So I have a vague recollection of us being concerned that they were actually going to sell out of tickets, which we know now that that would have never happened. Right. Uh, because that, that was where they they probably knew in the back of their heads, like, we got to sell as many tickets as we can. Because once this thing happens, we're going to get deluged. We're not going to be able to keep people out. Let's right. get as much money as we can up front. Right. And I have a vague recollection 
of going to the Ticketmaster at the local mall. And, and now looking back on it, you wonder how and why the local Ticketmaster ticket would have had paper tickets. Yeah. Printed up, ready to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe they had a machine. Maybe they, they had a printer. I don't know. But, but we ended up grabbing the tickets and, uh, you know, having them in our hand, paper tickets before we, before we went. Uh, Which is, that's what, that was your only choice. It's hard to imagine that yeah. that was your only choice. But that was your only choice back then. That's funny, man. So, um, just like most Sausage Hut podcasts, we might, might have to interrupt it for a live fast food review here, everybody. Practicing? <laughs> no, I'm I'm in the middle of doing another po a podcast. <laughs> we're doing a podcast about what me and my buddy went to Woodstock '94, so we're recounting 25 years ago. All right, stay there. All right. So there we go. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Wood probably got five minutes, yeah, so we yeah, can talk. Yeah. So so we we got the tickets, uh, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot, you know. We couldn't get anyone else to go with us. Well, okay, so we had... We tried. Papa Shot, who's been on the podcast. If you go back to the Metallica the Metallica podcast we did a couple summers ago, um, Papa Shot, who was in until right up until the very end, and then he's like, I made a commitment to play in a softball tournament. And I'm, I'm gonna, not going to... And he regrets it to this day. Bullshit. I know. And I think most of it got rained out. And he was like, dude, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Something seems so important to you in the moment. Totally. That you just can't yeah. see fit to give them up. Yeah, like I, I, I... That same summer, end of college that spring, me and my buddies stayed up all night to get Pink Floyd tickets. And... It came down to it. I, I had gotten a new job for the summer. My buddy got me in in a factory. And it didn't end up starting for like six weeks. So, well, my first week was that week. And they put me on third shift. So was I'm this like, the air conditioning place? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, I felt bad that that I was going to miss a day of work. So I didn't go. And that was the, my last and only, my first and only opportunity to see Pink Floyd. Did you see that show? That would have been 94. <sighs> Yeah. The last time they toured. Yeah. So I saw I saw that Pink Floyd show twice within about six days. I saw it in Foxborough. Oh wow! And then school ended. I saw that show in Foxborough um, with one of our. Woodstock compatriots, uh -huh. the man with the van. <laughs> I remember a case of Cream Adams or Sam Adams Cream Stout. Nice. They don't. Do they make that anymore? I don't know. And that was wild. But I saw, I literally saw Floyd twice within like six days in Cleveland Stadium and Foxborough. And it was uh -huh. probably one of the last shows at Cleveland Stadium. Yeah. You know because that that's that's long since um, yeah. gone municipal. But the 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 show at Cleveland Stadium, so you couldn't go to that show because of the AC gig. Yeah, my ah, first it was my third ah, day at work. Ah, I know. I forgot about I'm like that. Like thinking back, like why would I gave a shit about the stupid job? But yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. things that are important at the time. The thing I remember about the Floyd show, at least in 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 Boston, I looked up and the clouds were so close to me. <laughs> 
great. It's my biggest memory. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so we couldn't get anyone to go with us. You know, we would, in those summers, we yeah. would periodically be drumming up support, not only from one another, because we weren't always great to each other about who was going where and when. We were pulling each other off of job sites to do things. A Lollapalooza show in particular. <laughs> Which was another uh, great day. Yeah. yeah, but we couldn't find anyone else to go. Not that we weren't going to be just happy to go ourselves, but we always would go by the mindset of the more the merrier, you know, for something like that. But no one would go. I think they were a little maybe scared of the unknown of that yeah you're gonna stay where are you gonna stay i, know. I don't know we're gonna drive to boston we're gonna go pick up some friends and then we're gonna head yeah and i think there was a a little bit of nervousness mm -hmm. involved mm -hmm. like we didn't know what the hell we were getting into and we but we we, we were ready yeah we didn't really have any camping gear no you know unlike now if i go on a trip like that i've got kind of all il chapoed out with with loads of gear and planning and lists he and i should talk about our camping list you should but um i've got one that would i'm guessing rival his i'm sure you're much better financed than he is <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that too um but we did not we didn't have any gear i don't even remember if we had sleeping bags i i don't know maybe we had a blanket a pillow a backpack maybe with some clothes in it yeah but i think we, i had a... we certainly didn't have a tent which was just stupid no because i i remember the man with the van saying don't worry about it i got it all figured out and he was my buddy from michigan <laughs> and he was uh he was a college friend and a college roommate for a while as well and he's of all things he's a mechanical engineer yeah. so he was uh you know he had that mindset and he knew what he had in his mind what we were going to do for tarp and shelter and, and, and all those things. Um, but we're jumping ahead a little bit. So we, yeah. we, 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 we got the tickets. We couldn't find anyone else to go with us. And so our dates, right? So the first day of the show was August 12th, right? Or August 11th, August 12th. So that means we probably hit the road on the 10th, maybe? And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight, ooh, uh, we do not want to know, Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Food How you doing, I'm doing great, Mark Aram. I'm extra long, I'm extra strong, and I'm down to be wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the taking. I'm covered with cheese, and I aim to please any night of the week, Mark. What's on the menu tonight, big feller? There's short Philly cheesesteaks, there's long Philly cheesesteaks, and now there's extra long Philly cheesesteaks at Sonic, Mark. You think you like a foot-long hot dog? You think you like a foot-long Coney dog? How about a foot-long bun filled with Philly cheesesteak? Grilled steak, onions, cheese sauce, all of it right there in a ooh-wee! Footlong bond. I bun. literally see the drool uh, collecting on Longoria's chin right now. Uh, how is a fast food cheesesteak, though, at Sonic? Is it, is it worth? I mean, I, I know it's a footlong, but is it a good footlong? Yeah, I tell you what. I 
especially enjoy the foot-long hot dog bun so because it, it's really soft and it's really conducive to soaking up the essence of the cheesesteak. So it's good on that. It's a good boat for it, and the cheese sauce doesn't really fall out. And I'm wondering what people like to do. Now, do you like to keep it all in one hand and, and let it go, or do you rip it and go section by section, Mark? What do you do? Do you keep it whole, or do you rip it apart? If it's, if it's a whole sandwich, I'll eat it whole, but if it's cut in half, I'll eat one half at a time. Okay, so if they didn't cut it in half, are you gonna you're gonna keep it whole and you're just gonna munch yeah, it on yeah, down? Absolutely. Because I mean that's that's no small feat when you're dealing with yeah. something like that. Did you do that at Subway? I mean, do you eat a foot long sub without getting getting it cut in half? No, they they usually traditionally will cut it in half for you. Oh, I mean, I mean some. You know. No, I tell them to say no, no. Keep the knife in your pocket, ladies. I'm eating that thing whole. <laughs> Do you, do you know what? Uh, I, I do when I go to Burger King and I get the classic chicken sandwich. I ironically brought that up. I I get them to cut that in half for some reason. Huh. I saw someone do it when I was a kid. I was like that's a smart idea. Like they'll cut the Whopper in half for you. They'll do Burger King's <laughs> good like that. They'll cut stuff in half for you. Have it your way. I probably had to share it with my my kid, my brother. My mom probably got like a Whopper and say, "Hey, cut it in half." Because we couldn't afford a whole Whopper for each of us. Is that diagonal <laughs> cut on the chicken sandwich or is it straight cut? Yes. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Nothing but the best. Fancy. So speaking of the best, Johnny, we had the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich delivered last night. We the the one that there's lines going around the block for people to around get to now? A little bit from promotions, waited 10 minutes in line. Then they took her order, and she had to wait an extra five minutes on the side for them to cook more chicken. Um, it's already in my top three fast food sandwiches of all time, Johnny. Woo-wee. Chick-fil-A better be nervous. It's well. It's, it's just a different thing. It's not. It's you can't even compare them. This is this is a heavily breaded, bigger chicken sandwich with mayo and pickles automatically. I mean, a lot of pickles. It's just a different. It's a different category. Different bun. Chick Fil A is still amazing, but this is just a different kind of, of category. So my top three fast food sandwiches of all time, in no specific order: the new Popeyes chicken sandwich, dang, the fried turkey sandwich at Arby's. Which oh my! Is to me, I can't wait till that comes back, and. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stroll down to a Hardee's and get the Frisco breakfast melt sandwich. That's those are my top three. Right wow! Now. So you're saying that 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 chicken sandwich knocked out the BK original chicken BK sandwich out of you? Wow! It was a TKO. Oh, yeah. It was a TKO. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, dude. It is a good one. It's it's not even close. Yeah, I mean that's still in my top ten. But this day they. It threw it out of the ring, like Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> the top rope. Yeah. It Chuck, that's how good it is, Johnny. So thank you for tipping us off to that uh, when it was out in the test market. You're welcome. It is amazing. Amazing. Johnny K, we appreciate you as always, and... If the cholesterol is high, baby, so am I. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and listen to the Salsa Tried Podcast on any pod app or johnnykielbasa.com. All things kielbasa on johnnykielbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. I, I gotta tell you that that no, no top sandwich list. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Go ahead. I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna stretch here. Is no, no. I'll, I'll stretch it to top five. No top five list would be complete without the Roman burger from Mr. Hero. That's my number one. Really? That is my number one. <laughs> I, I say that every time. It, the, the problem is people in Atlanta, there aren't any Mr. Heroes. They don't know about it. Uh, maybe, that is my maybe, favorite. I, I, I tell you, Mr. Hero franchises, maybe we take that shit south. 
<laughs> I wonder if there's some sort of thing keeping them. Yeah. Because Mr. Hero is just greasy enough. And yeah. they make it fresh right there. You got to wait a little bit. But, man, though, that's a great sandwich. And it's on a sub bun, too. And yeah. the, that piece of salami or whatever they put on there, you don't find that anywhere else. No. <laughs> Roman burger. Yeah, the Roman burger <laughs> on top. Where were we? We were. I think we hit the road maybe August 10th. Okay. We didn't allow a lot of extra time because we were both working. I was, I, no, I, I, I... You were done. Yeah, I quit, you know, probably two weeks before I should have quit. But I just said, okay, I'm going to Woodstock and I'm not coming back because this job sucks. Working yeah, piecemeal yeah. in a union shop on a assembly line, man. And I got to think for me, although it, it's all a little hazy, that that constituted the, the end of my work summer either mm. with my dad or with the construction crew I, yeah. was, I was working with and and you know ironically for me it was a trip to boston a trip to new york a trip back to boston back to ohio and then within two weeks headed back oh, that's to, right back to boston but we so so we drove out in your mom's little blue corsica because it was probably the most reliable fuel efficient vehicle we had access to you were driving a mail jeep at the time yeah yep that mail jeep was not (laughs) gonna be good on i-90 that wasn't gonna go outside the county yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and i remember the mass the the mass pike or was it no the new york thruway yeah at the time if you bought you could buy a one of those large pops and you could free refill it everywhere on the new york thruway I'm sucking that stuff down. Created a lot of bathroom stops. <laughs> but I don't I, I gotta admit I don't I don't really remember much about the drive other than that we were we were smoking a lot of cigarettes then. Yeah. You know, so yeah. so it's likely it was a, it was a and I don't think we spent the night anywhere on the way because I think no. we, I think we plowed right through to yeah. to Boston and and um I suspect we pretty well like chain smoked yeah we whole, were we whole way and we were slamming coffee yeah and pop <laughs> anyway so that, we're, we're back in now so there was you know the 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 the, uh, the infamous uh the most infamous exit on on the 90 90 through way would have to be herkimer mohawk <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who's yeah. driven you know that uh, we might not have made it quite that far into the into a stash to 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 to, to get there with that Herkimer Mohawk. Herkimer Mohawk. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I drove that four years of college. I kind of knew that drive pretty well. Um, it's a long drive too. But yeah, and we, you know, what we did was because we're smart, we drove four or five hours past where we needed to be to get other people, and then and then drove back across the whole state of Massachusetts, which is which is not a short drive yeah. to get back to upstate New York. Mm-hmm. But we didn't take your Corsica, so we met up uh, friends, stayed at an ex-girlfriend's place, had a night out before we hit the road. Um, and I think we had we had the man with the van. We had a guy named... A gal named... Havram. And five, I think five sounds because I'm trying to think how we sardine canned, and I think it, we were yeah. four, four deep and one across. Yeah. So <clears> we <throat> we and the man with the van, he um, 
it was like an it was an old conversion van that he had. It was, mm-hmm. it, was it was it was brown, tinted windows, full kind of deal inside, which is which is pretty comfortable. Those get pretty hot when you travel in yeah. them if you're in the back, but but it was it was good for this it was good for this trip because you could just crash wherever. And he was he's a pretty reliable um, driver too, so we weren't we weren't really worried. You know, and wasn't that like his van? Like, didn't he do all kinds of work to it himself yeah, to well, keep it going? Kept it running, yeah. Yeah. You know, the van was the perfect vehicle for that. So, so we had a night, so we had, we had our night out. Right. Right. I remember that night. And it was, it was, it was a night out at, so one of, you know, four or five regular college bar haunts that that I would that I would be at that that's where we went out for the night you know, we just went out we went we went out all we night had, we had dinner yeah we, so we get to your buddy's we went to somebody's apartment mm. I don't remember whose place that was I don't either mm. it wasn't it wasn't your girlfriend's place I know that so I suspect it was a get up early load what's left mm-hmm. up in the van and mind you 1994 pre-device pre MapQuest, pre all those things Shit, yeah we, we likely had a map yeah you know we probably had a, a a map book saying okay well we knew easy you, you, you know you just head west on the mass pike to the end and you know the major highways are easy and it was really off a major highway whether it was, it was eight, off at 87 80, i think 80, yeah, yeah yeah so it was it was pretty easy to get to mm-hmm. um in that it was major highways although i think we were probably all i think there was a I believe there was a discussion about taking back roads. Wow. And and uh, you know, for a number of reasons and and I think we ended up not taking back roads. I think we felt like we were going to roll our dice on the major highways, not knowing what we were really in for mm-hmm. as we approached festival grounds. Yeah. You know, you know, knowing about traffic jams and you know, we all knew about the original Woodstock and cars by the side of the road yeah. and everything. And, and we only hoped that they had some better planning going on because we really didn't know what we were walking into. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, you know, there was nothing written about it really prior other than us being aware of the band lineups. Just think about how little information we, we would have had at our had, fingertips at the time. We had the dates, we had a location, we had the lineup, and I think we had through the ticket, we probably had a little map about where to park. Mm-hmm. And I think we had a list of do's and don'ts, what to bring, what not to bring. Yeah. And we tried to stick to the that part of it. And we were nervous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about getting in. Yeah. The we, one week finally. Okay. Yeah. And we, you know, but I don't really remember much about the arrival. I remember, I, I remember the parking lot mm-hmm. and I don't think, were we shuttled from the lot? I don't think so. Or did we walk? I, yeah, I think we, I, I remember it going smoothly. Like we, we had, we, we got to the parking lot. Okay. We parked and then we went up. I remember being nervous going up to the gate going are they, how much right. are they going to search? We right. got up there. They're like, okay, fine. We're right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was a, a, a little victory. Yeah. A minor victory. Right. 
and we were in. And that was Friday, <clears throat> Friday afternoon, right? By the time we yeah. got there. Yeah, and they had announced, and again, I think we we probably had local radio on as we approached to try to get festival info. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, we learned they had added bands. You know, originally this was a two day festival. Yeah. But they had added they had added bands for Friday. <sighs> Which, which was, were like the newer yeah, upcoming bands. Which which it's interesting because when you think about newer upcoming bands, you know, we think about you think about those bands now and there's a whole bunch of people Yeah, they're all you, classic rock now. Yeah, but back there, there's then. a whole bunch of people you've never heard of. <clears throat> but then there is, let's see, Blues Traveler, Jackal, Delamitri, Live, James, King's X, Cheryl Crow, Collective Soul, Candlebox, and and closing Friday night was the Violent Femmes. Wasn't that, didn't they bill that as a surprise? Yeah. Like, so, oh, yeah. it was a surprise. Like, oh, yeah, that's us fucking assholes. We were hoping that the surprise was the Stones. I thought it was, yeah. We, were, we thought it was the Stones, which is the, <laughs> the rumor for any festival where some surprise band is going to show up. Well, it's going to be the Stones. I know it. I know it. Well, they couldn't get the Stones. I think it was Petty the, was the second, the second guest. It was the Violent Femmes. Yeah. <laughs> we're very entertaining, but not exactly what you're expecting for a, for a, big, uh, a big finale. And that was the main stage. The second stage that they added on Friday, you know, I'll say, who cares? I don't think we saw anything on the second stage. I don't think we made it that far. And no. I don't, excuse me, I don't, I don't recognize one band from the second stage. Maybe Soul Singer, that sounds a little familiar. I don't have a breakdown of stages, but D-Light, D-Light was oh, on the second stage. They were, they weren't yeah. in that, didn't they have like some sort of dance yeah, it was all DJs, it looks dance. like. I thought there was like a dance was a separate one. Or mm -hmm. maybe they had the all-night rave on the second stage. A band Orbital, did they turn into a thing? I think they were a thing at the time. Yeah. Oh, okay, there's the North Stage style stage. Yeah. Uh, Friday, North Stage. Da, 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 da. Oh, that was Rave Stock. So that wasn't even South Stage. Right? That was a That's, different you're, you're thing. You're absolutely yeah. right. There was a dance stage. So there were no South Stage shows on Friday night. Okay. Which was really the south stage was the second main stage, right? There was the north stage, which was the big one you see with yeah. all the tie dyed, and then there was a, a the, the second stage, which was the south stage. But um, so let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's get. Yeah, let's yeah, walk yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think Blues Traveler was playing when we walked when we came upon it, the main stage, which is a, and I don't think we had set up camp. Oh no! Right? Yeah, we, we didn't we, set up we, camp we, until much later. Yeah. So Blues Traveler, because that was another thing. Yeah, who were we fantastic. were like, where, where, yeah. what are we gonna do? We're we're just jamming. People have tents set up near the stage. <laughs> yeah, those guys got hosed, and they just got totally like slowly absorbed because we were thinking about. Okay, should we put it right here? Yeah. And then, like an hour later, it was like, okay, we'll move out. Should we put it so right we here? Were, like, we, we, no. we were smart. We were cautious. Again, we had good, smart people with us who make smart, yeah, by and large, smart decisions. The man with the van was probably yeah. the yeah. the head of uh, field operations. operations. Yes. Yeah, 
Yes. We we all consulted with each other, but right. he, he definitely led, and he's a very he's a very thoughtful a very thoughtful guy. I think we in the end we ended up getting lucky for not making a decision to camp. Yeah. So where we could have because we just hung out. The in 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 my in my kind of light research. Yeah. You know, some of the links I sent you and everything we were, we were looking at. There's a picture. There's a picture in one of them. Uh, Mid festival, probably late Friday afternoon, maybe maybe dusk. That has a whole bunch of people trudging along with their camping gear, who got evicted from camping in front of the main stage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what someone would have been thinking, knowing that you know at least two hundred thousand people are going to be there. And they think they're going to set up their camp 200 feet from the main stage and and stay there all weekend. Look, I'll just live here. Well, when they got there, the, yeah, there wasn't been... that many people there. And people are stupid. Right. So... I'm trying to look it up. The biggest, the biggest um, foresight we had, and again, I would, I would credit the man with the van for, for leading us in that direction was to camp on high ground yeah yep and camp uh around some woods in in the woods so we knew that if it rained which we knew it was going to rain but obviously we don't have weather apps and radar and know when it's going to rain and how 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 much and how long and how severe but we 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 camped on high ground that when you when you kind of walked out from the clearing from where we camped, you were on a high spot that actually overlooked the main stage. Almost, and, and we yeah. and, and you could lead, it led down into the main stage. You could <clears throat> you could see it and you could certainly hear it. Yeah. Oh, there's a good picture. So we 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 set up on high ground, knowing that we'd at least have some semblance of being dry when it rained. And we, we we went all the way to the end, like we walked. And we all went all the way to the fence. Yes, <clears throat> it was like we were. There was the fence where backstage started, but it was like this backstage was like a gigantic. Yeah. So the second the second piece to that, and your buddy El Chapo will appreciate it, <laughs> is that the second thought process to that was if the wheels fall off. Is if this event goes sideways, <laughs> we want to be far enough away with our stuff, yeah, that we can make an exit, yeah, right. That we've got a method and a plan to 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 exit and not get caught up in a whole bunch of BS, right. So we we were we had a little bit of a prepper attitude in that in that sense, yeah, yep, yeah. So I think we picked a smart camp spot. The, the, uh, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, we had thought about a couple times doing it in that main area. Mm -hmm. And luckily we waited because it just, we just kept yeah. getting pushed back. And the people hanging out in those tents that were happy as hell two hours earlier just got Decimated. absorbed. Yeah, they were, they were evicted. I yeah. I think it's the best way to, best way to put it. <laughs> and we set up the tent or directed directed the tent i'm well, sorry well do you want to talk about music yeah. friday music first yeah. or do you want to um because i'm because th i think i mean i have some memories of the friday stuff which 
I, I remember the jackal dude pulling his pants down and doing the, the chainsaw thing. And he was his signature. Like his songs. He had the one chainsaw. Yeah, he blues. had the song. And I remember him running around with his ass hanging out, no yeah. shirt, and hammered. I remember Candlebox putting on a, the set of their lives, basically. I, I yeah. think I think we knew one, maybe two Candlebox songs at the time because they were new. And well, not that Candlebox I did. Did they do Left Behind? Now, baby. Didn't mean to treat you so bad. That yeah, left, that left me far behind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And and Collective Soul and can I mean Collective Soul and Candlebox might as well just be the same band. Yeah. I'll as tell far you as what, I'm concerned, but but Collective right. Soul Collective Soul did Shine, right? They and I'll tell you what Shine. Shine, which which I never really liked that much, but I think they did something with the lights. They were they were on at the at the right moment, kinda like as the sun was going down. And when they got to that it was like they got to the that there's a part in that shine where they kind of just okay now guitar solo part man when that when that part of that song hit was the first time where the whole crowd just went yeah they were into it at at the same time and it's like I remember thinking that that point when Collective Soul went into that that part of the shine it that was would, on it, it that was the beginning I, you yeah, know I everybody agree. was rocking at that point. So they, I'm live and live. They were new back then. I bet they never did another. Or I'm sorry, Collective Soul never did another set like that in their lives. James, I remember that. I mean, I love that song. That song laid. That's yeah. a fantastic song. But James has one song. They were big in the UK, but not that big over here. Yeah, and that dude was in a dress, wasn't he? The yes. lead singer of James. Like, yeah, but I think he guy? normally performed in a dress. Okay. Unlike Shannon Hoon, who performed in a dress purposely for Woodstock. Wasn't he like rolling around wasted or something yes, like that? Yes. He, he had his girlfriend's dress on. <laughs> was Blind Melon? That would be the lead. Oh, that was yeah, Saturday. Okay. Blind Melon. I remember jump, King's X playing at night, not knowing who King's X was, but they did a Jimmy Jimmy cover. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and then you know what? I think King's X was about the time we were heading up to make camp. Because we were like, yeah, who's King's X? I don't him. care about them. Let's find a place to Let's find a place to camp. Cheryl Crow's interesting. Yeah. I don't really remember seeing her. I'm thinking that we might have been up near the campsite when she was playing. Or we were walking. Because after we got the campsite set up, we came down and we went walking around like back in the back where this dance place was. And they had some sort of art bullshit or whatever. We were walking around there when Cheryl Crow was playing. Because I remember hearing her. And then, because I think she might have been second to last. Was she right before the surprise? Yeah, she was before, after King's X, which makes sense that we might have been away from the stage. Okay. So Tuesday Night Music Club came out in 93. This was August 94. So this would have been a her, first yeah. pinnacle of her career. We saw her at, she was at Bonnaroo. Not last year, maybe the year before. Oh, yeah? Yeah. A good show, predictable, but a good show. I'm gonna so turn. Vi Violent Femmes, you know, they must have they must have paid. They must have paid the people at Woodstock. Yeah, I don't. To 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 be. I think that that wasn't the first time that they tried that shit. I'm gonna look one place for pictures. I think I might have real quick. 
Yeah, I mean, the Violent Femmes put on a good show, but I don't think they had any business closing the first night. They just weren't as, uh, a big enough band. Let me just grab every hard copy picture I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you can sit there and flip through them all day. Go along. I know there was a cache at one point. I was meant to do this before. So, so where were we? So Sheryl Crow, again, I, I think we missed Sheryl Crow by and large. I mean, meaning I, I don't think we were kind of focused on her performing. Mm-hmm. I remember Collective Soul, like you said. It feels like we set up camp and then make, made our way back into there. So our camp was called Camp Love. That's right. I forgot about that. Which was... A little ironic in that we were just we weren't four dudes and a little filipino girl i thought she was iranian something like that yeah she wasn't one of us (laughs) but the violent femmes closed yeah closed friday night which which, again you know you use the adjectives to describe the violent femmes Spirited, energetic. Yeah. You know. They, they've been they, playing they, shit I, for 10 years by that point. And of all things, you know, I, I recently... I recently added... Before I even remembered that they closed and played Woodstock, I recently added a couple of Violent Femme songs to a playlist I have. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I thought that I thought my kids would like it. I thought my kids would like the simplicity and straightforwardness of the songs they're 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 writing cuz they're they're you know the the lyrics are a little heady but the songs themselves are relatively uncomplicated. Don't shoot, shoot, shoot that thing at me. Don't shoot, shoot, right. shoot that thing at me. I think that's a Woodstock picture. Right? Kiss Off. Don't know that one. Kiss Off's a good song. You'll know You'd know it if you heard it. Added, there's like three songs or four songs, you know. So I don't remember sleeping. I do. I don't really... I remember the tent. Which remember, wasn't a tent. Which was a tarp with some poles and some rope and we were by some trees so they were tied up properly and I remember the tent you know kind of looked like Kermit the Frog's head it was kind of angular yeah and and longish I think it was blue I think it was a blue tarp we had and we we kept asking him are you sure, dude? He's like, no, I got a tarp. I know how it's going to... Like, it's not a tent? No, man. Just, we'll get some sticks. <laughs> and we'll set it up. I That was some pretty rough in it. Yeah. Camping. So there were people in the woods. There were random kind people. Kind of the... You know, they, they might have been progeny of the hog farm as far as i know yeah people with that sort of mentality who were walking through the woods passing out soup or broth 
Buckets of soup. What did they call themselves? They called themselves something. The Peace Patrol, maybe? Something something to that effect. They liked that we were Camp Love. <gasps> I got it. I got it. I got they, it. They, I liked got it. Th they liked that we were Camp Love. And I, I think... Got I got a picture of the tent. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that means there might be pictures of me in there. I did... I've never been a picture taker, but I'm. <laughs> Wasn't it funny, man? I, you know I what? I feel like we had disposable cameras, maybe. I don't yep. remember having a camera with film. Oh, here's Metallica at the Ohio, uh, Florida State Fairgrounds, that when I was actually living in Boston a couple years later. I remember worrying. You know, you had to put. You have to put a lot of trust in people at an event like that. You yeah. trust them and trust them just enough, and you have to. Make judgment calls on the spot who to trust and who not to trust. The people in the forest with the soup, trustworthy, even though you have this feeling like, are they not trying to poison me, but am I being. Uh, no, I remember. Because I, I, I. And I remember. Not knowing after we right. ate the ate the soup, not knowing is something funny happening here, or is it just my is it just me? I don't know. But then, you know, people in the forest with soup, trustworthy. Well, I little have... Mexican guys in a burlap hat, Ooh, maybe yeah. not so trustworthy. Yeah. But the the tent worked, okay. and and it had room for all of us, mm -hmm. and we weren't all small. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a particularly small group of people. None of those are that good, but Oh my gosh, these are these are I'm gonna That's the you know, the the tent looks a lot better than I remember it. It was a pretty big tarp. So these are maybe Duplicates of pictures I had. Oh, really? Does, would that make sense? I know this one picture. Okay. The one picture with this guy that looks like uh, kind of like Bigfoot, mm -hmm. kind of emerging. I, I I remember that picture. Maybe we. I mean, specifically. Maybe we got them all duplicated. The, yeah, Who knows? These are like the doubles. I think. We weren't very good photographers, but it captured it. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> Lots of boobs. <laughs> I remember that, that there was a picture of a just a girl with her bare breast, just painted up, and people were people were um, freaking out. No, they were they were standing in line to get their pictures taken with her. Oh, and that reminds me of another thing. They had Woodstock coins. You oh, remember yeah. that they didn't take cash? You had to get it exchanged for the Woodstock. Yeah, you couldn't currency. Buy yeah, Domino's Pizza. Yeah. Overpriced Domino's Pizza yep. and Pepsi. I remember giving that girl a coin somewhere somewhere along the line in a in a picture in a for a video course I took in college. I had to it was one of those where you had to take a bunch of pic video of pictures and edit them together and I remember juxtaposing the picture of me with that at Woodstock with a naked girl next to and I kept going back and forth between that and my dad in his dress blues. <laughs> that would be the man with the band. The back yep, of his head. Yep. See, you're 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 in, like you're in this picture. You didn't take that picture. Mm mm. Right. Yeah. That's what. I think that was Monday morning on the way out. Oh, the tarp was green, not blue. 
It was Kermit the Frog's head. That was a perfect campsite. It was. I mean, we we might have been the luckiest, might have been the greatest campsite at yeah. Woodstock. I, I will put it up against anybody else. Well, except for the people who were in the same area who actually had tents. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I meant spot-wise, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Location. <laughs> right. <laughs> The dudes in their late thirties who knew how to knew how to camp. No, dude, head for the high ground. Are great. So we made it through Friday night. Yeah, and we got said, to our tent. We we sardine canned four. I remember four across, and then one person in the back. It was like that. Around but was tiny. She was yeah. about four feet tall, and she so. didn't complain once no. the whole time. No, she was great. So we slept. Did we? I don't know. Yeah. So so once we got there. That's when time space more or less ceased to exist mm-hmm. because you're on at that point just a twenty four hour clock. I have memory. I have I have specific Saturday and Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday memories. They're, for me, they're mostly triggered by who we saw. Right, where what we right. were doing when so and so was on stage, yeah. and there was a flow of. Kind of going back and forth from one stage to the other. Yeah. Um, I remember the pizza. I don't really remember much other food. I feel like we probably took some with us. But I don't really remember that so much that we might have had sandwiches. Yeah, I don't remember that part of it either. Yeah. But I do remember Saturday morning. Saturday morning was great. We woke up, and we had made it down there. We were down trying to find a spot in, into the main stage, and we found a spot. And somewhere I've got a picture of there was a dude with, like, an eyeball plastic thing on his head that was shooting. It was like a mohawk of right. eyeball things. I, th- I think I still got a picture of that. We, we found a spot. We hunkered down, and ladies and gentlemen... Live on stage for a returning performance, Joe Cocker. And he went into feeling all right, man. And that was when the clouds of smoke started rising. And it was just, we were off and running. And Joe Cocker had never seen people mosh. He never had a mosh pit at any one of his concerts. And that I just remember, I remember feel that feeling right there where we were standing. The weather was nice at that point. Everybody was chilled out, just getting underway, yeah. and it was just like, yeah. It's one of those moments, mm-hmm. right? You know the moment when the keyboard started. Yeah. You know the moment when just everyone's turned toward the stage, and and that was it. As you said. It hadn't started raining yet. Sunshine, sunshine, blue skies. It was just a beautiful moment. Yeah. And to see a legend, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, he's dead now. You can go down this list of, you know, who's alive, who's dead. Yeah. Well, on that day, he's the only one who's dead. So it's just him. <laughs> he's gone. So, did, I mean, did Blind Melon come on right after? I mean, so, so anyway, I, I, Joe Cocker, great set. Yeah, great way to start yeah, the day. Yeah. Returning engagement. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got, you know, at least I love uh, setlist.fm. Mm-hmm. Plug the website. I love that. 
that that website allows me to fill in the gaps for so many things that have happened in my life. Yeah. Just seeing shows and under remembering set list. I heard what you saw this band. What did they play? Mm. And uh, they've got all the set list posted. Yeah. Um, now I'm assuming that what I'm looking at here is is the right order of bands. Okay. Um, I don't know that for sure. So this says Blind Melon went on after Joe Cocker, which okay. I, I believe is the case. Yeah, they when, were when early. I'm, when I'm looking through this. And, and Blind Melon, that dude had a well-documented uh, acid trip on stage. <laughs> and he he had on eye makeup. He had on his girlfriend's dress. And I distinctly remember him rolling around on the stage with a conga drum. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't think his band quite knew what to do. <laughs> it's funny because you start, it is a little ironic that they were there. And again, I've watched a couple of Woodstock 69 documentaries recently. Mm-hmm. And, and the, you know, one thing that came to mind was the, you know, the country Joe and the fish moment when the rain started or when the when the rain started coming in at Woodstock um, on on the Sunday and he came out took the mic while everyone's in disaster mode you've got someone else on a mic telling everyone just hunker down be safe it's gonna blow through but it's gonna be bad Mm -hmm. and he gets on and just starts yelling no rain no rain no rain no rain which of course is the blind melon song yeah and I, I never really made that connection between huh. No Rain and Blind Melon and them being at Woodstock 94. Mm-hmm. And I have to think that the, you know, the No Rain song had to somewhere be rooted in that. We can't ask Shannon Hoon because he's dead. Right. And but that uh, was the song of the summer. Yeah. That song was on the radio every five minutes. And yeah. I loved it. I mean, yeah. it was a great... It's still a great song. Yeah. I mean, for you and I, that was... Summer of the male Jeep. Yeah. It was the summer of, 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 of garage sales yep. every Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Tell our folks, where are we going? It's 10 o'clock on Saturday morning and rolling in the driveway <laughs> in his male Jeep. Johnny. Yeah. And wh- where are you going? We're going garage selling. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're 21 years old. You have nothing. <laughs> you have nowhere to put anything. What do you mean we're going garage sale? Hit the back roads. Well, we're not telling you about the 12-pack of Meisterbrow. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was so bad towards the end that I had to I had to take a bottle of brake fluid with me because it was just hemorrhaging brake fluid. <laughs> I think there were actually band-aids on the vehicle. Yeah. I think there were band-aids. No, and the the, the and the, the passenger side did not have a seatbelt. Right. There was like a 77 male AMC male Jeep. I know that very well because that was my spot <laughs> yeah. in the car. The steering wheel played at least a foot and a half in either direction. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So Blind Melon played kind of. I right. Even, I don't even I doubt they even played what they would consider to be a full set. Did anybody care? No. No, they played their song. And again, there are a couple other songs now there's I I kind of go back and I look and I like that are that are good jams. Mhm. So Cypress Hill came out after. 
I don't recall Cypress Hill. You don't recall Cypress Hill? Do you? I, think we, I do. Okay. I do. Because I, I, uh, a couple of my buddies from college were more um, rap guys. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was pretty aware of Cypress Hill because one of my buddies listened to one of their albums. That album was over, huge. Over their album was huge. But I, uh, you know, I think the crowd liked him well enough, but it wasn't a seminal moment, mm-hmm. I would say. And then it was, you know, I'd like to know also from a timing. We talked about timing of like what point in the day these things mm-hmm. happened. These 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 bands went on. I don't really remember when it started raining. Did it start raining Saturday afternoon? Yeah, at some point. I think it was have, later on in the afternoon. It had to have because nails played and nails nails came out of the mud. Right. So we know sometime between Cypress Hill and Nine Inch Nails that it started pouring rain and turned turned everything into a mud pit. I have to think that the guy who brought the rain was Henry Rollins. Okay. Who's pure evil. Right. <laughs> He's a dark dude. And I don't know whether... I don't think he was right for that festival. Although he put on a good show. It just felt a little out of place. And it felt way too... It felt way too angry. He had that song... Um, Liar. Yeah. That's the only song I know. And I, I really... Other than that, because it got some play on MTV at the time, yeah, I was never into was, any other songs. That video was dark. He was like painted like the devil, and mm-hmm. I think there were horns and, and, and everything. And and I, I remember him playing, and I think he did played an admirable set, but I just felt like he was out of place. And he might be the reason that it rained. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, I'm trying to figure out Let's see. Um, we must have moved after Henry Rollins or during Henry Rollins. That's what I'm trying to figure out because I'm looking at who played on the South Stage, and I, I don't remember. Do, I, do we see the Cranberries? I don't think so. That's a regret. I mean, who else would we? Did we see Salt and Pepper? We might have saw Salt and Pepper. We saw Salt and Pepper on the South Stage. Yeah, and and I feel like. I feel like we caught part of the band, but that might be, for me, a wishful memory. Well, I remember, and who I think I remember. I th- I think I remember you s- you making the case like I want to see the band, and they're over on the south stage. Because you had to make choices to pull yourself away from where you were, and I think the idea was we we wanted to make sure we were back at the at the main stage for CSN. I thought that was that was Saturday. Okay, yeah, yeah. you're right. It we, was. We okay. wanted to be back at the main stage for CSN, yep. so we had to make some tough calls. But I feel like we saw the band. 